Hi, I'm Karina Rockatel and this is the weekly wrap up. Here in Victoria, our lives revolve around the rules of our state government, when we can leave our home, how long we can go out for and why. While the government gives us daily statistics on the numbers of those who've contracted coronavirus, either there's no data being kept or the government is not revealing the hidden toll on our society. Anecdotally, we know that while more funding has been put into mental health services, new patients can't get an appointment with the psychologist until next year. It's roughly estimated that a quarter of people are now in insecure housing or at risk of losing an investment property, being unable to sufficiently pay their rent or mortgages. Courts are under pressure and services under resource to deal with the influx of family violence cases. And people talk about their friend's child who has committed suicide at this time and we know that this is happening far more frequently than before, but there's no daily update on those figures. Others speak of their sorrow at having an elderly parent die alone. Grandparents talk about missing their grandchildren and those living alone in an, not in an intimate relationship speak about missing a hug from a friend or any kind of physical human contact. Fewer people are seeing their doctor and we don't know how many people are living with treatable conditions like cancer, but going undiagnosed. There are estimates on the people who have lost jobs in Victoria, ranging from 250,000 to 400,000 people, but there are no clear numbers on this and the flow on impact on health and wellbeing. There's confusion about why the Premier and public servants have all received pay rises during this time, while the public sector is decimated. Sorry, the private sector rather than the public se sector is decimated. Where are the daily updates on these hidden tolls. From the lockdown state of Victoria, here are the top five lowlights from this week. Number one, we suspected, but we didn't want to believe that the Andrews government had no plan for recovery. But this week revealed that beyond locking us up, he won't have a plan for the state until Sunday. This is cold comfort to Victorians who have been doing it tough, lost livelihoods and more to discover the government so far has had no plan. By contrast, the opposition has had a comprehensive recovery plan since the 15th of May. Number two, the government secured three crossbench votes to extend the state of emergency in Victoria for another six months. This allows bureaucrats with no accountability to the people to keep us in lockdown for a further six months without opportunity for the parliament those who are elected by the people to intervene. This amendment was lost by one vote in the upper house. Yet another example of how important it is that people make wise decisions about who they elect at the ballot box and why people need to stop shouting from the sidelines and get involved in politics to help good people, people with integrity fill our parliamentary benches. Last week, People hit the phones and email like never before, lobbying the crossbench to vote down the amendments. And it looked like people power was working with the noises coming from the crossbench indicating that they wouldn't support the bill. But the government got to them. Three crossbenchers sold out Victorians. The only question is, what did they trade their votes for? Yesterday, 
a day after the state of emergency was successfully extended, one of those crossbenchers in favour, Fiona Patton, moved a bill to stop public schools hiring chaplains or people teaching religious education to only be people who have the faith that they are educating students in. How does this make sense? A faith is not an intellectual idea or concept, it's faith. This means that belief is essential. There is positive discrimination in many areas. For some jobs, you have to have an Indigenous background. For others, you need to be female and others, again, someone with a disability. Why then advocate that positive discrimination only be removed for faith-based positions in schools? The only reason could be if you want to stop people sharing about their faith altogether. What's the bet that Fiona Patton traded her state of emergency vote to the government in exchange for their support for her bill? And what are the deals of the other two crossbenchers from the Animal Justice Party and the Greens made? The day before the amended state of emergency laws were passed through the upper house, and our third point here, 13 eminent doctors wrote an open letter to Daniel Andrews urging him not to do so. They wrote that the medical, psychological and social costs of the lockdown are disproportionately enormous compared to the limited good being done by current policies and are relevant factors to be taken into account by any responsible government. Perhaps not unexpectedly, this letter has been completely ignored by the Premier. Number four, a pregnant 28-year-old mother of two in the regional town of Ballarat, Zoe Bula, was arrested because she posted a Facebook event for people to rally against the restrictions in Ballarat East. But for her live streaming her arrest, the world would have been none the wiser. But her video has gone viral. It has shone a light on the heavy handedness of the government rather than contacting her and asking her to take the post down, which she told the police she would be happy to do, arresting her in front of her children and seizing her phone and other devices. There is a constant feeling of anxiety here in Victoria. People do feel anxious about what might happen if they are stopped and questioned by police when they are out of their homes. And these kinds of actions confirm people's fears. Yeah, Number five. Show me your search warrant before Anna, you go through my Anna, house. Yeah, I own this house. Yeah, it is. Yeah, search warrant. Search warrant for what? Yeah, well, I will explain to you is, is if you want to listen, you got your phone going. Yeah, I do, yeah. Right. Now, you're under arrest in relation to incitement. Incitement? Yeah, but now, you're not obliged to say do anything, but anything you say do may be given in evidence. Excuse me, incitement for what? What the, What on earth? Yeah. Excuse me, what what on earth? Yeah, just put your phone down. Can you like record this? Like in my pajamas. What's this? Yeah, she's pregnant, so be... well, take it easy. what's this about? Just let me finish in relation to a Facebook post, in relation to a lockdown protest you put on for Saturday. Number five. On a positive note, there are those who are continuing to fight back with the Andrews government now facing a multi-billion dollar class action lawsuit from business owners impacted by the lockdown. Interestingly, it is a Sydney, not a Victorian law firm assisting in this matter. And can you blame Victorian firms for fearing to take on the state government at this time? That's another week wrapped up. Hopefully next week we'll bring more positive news as we wait for Daniel Andrews' plan here on Sunday in Victoria. 
please remember to like this post here, to leave a comment, to donate and support The Good Source. Make sure that you have, if you haven't yet, subscribed to goodsource.news um, and remember to tune in to George Christensen's Conservative One on Saturday. We'll see you next week.